the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are. We are in our second segment. On the other half, that means we can get into some dialogue. Miss D sounds like a sage woman from Jamaica. That makes a lot of sense. Do not lose your common sense. We need uh, doctors. We need lawyers. We need politicians. We need, uh, you know, professionals. But politicians and preachers and physicians can be good or evil. Politicians, preachers, physicians, parents, or people in general, can be good or evil. Never take them at face value for being good. Your Bible does not allow you to. Your Bible tells you to prove everything. Don't just give your life over to certain people, because I can tell you now, What you saw over the last two years was all about an institution that has no problem with people dying by the tens of millions. You need to wake up to that reality. And if you are going, I've never heard that before, then that means you have not lived in this world long enough to know history. Hundreds of millions of people have been experimented on from Mao Zedong to Mussolini, to Stalin, to Hitler, all the way up to our present time. And millions and millions of people die at the hands of the medical industry every year because they're experimenting on people. They don't love you. They're experimenting for a lot of reasons. But one of the motivating drivers, remember what I said, follow the what? All right, our lines are full. I'm going to see if we can clear them out so you guys can call and we can continue to talk. I'm going to start with line number three, line number three with Ramel in Oakland, and then we'll go to Jackie as well on line number two. Ramel, are you there? I'm here, PJ. Hey, what's going on? What's your thoughts? Um, I'm listening to what you were saying, what the lady wrote about her experience there, and it just welled up feelings of anger. Um, thankfulness and then anger again. Amen. Um, Thinking about the last year my mom was in the hospital with COVID and I was not fully aware of all the mechanisms going on. Totally trusting in the the doctors that they had her best interest in mind. But I'm just and I'm realizing that she could have died right in that hospital. They didn't ventilate her. They did give her remdesivir. Um, she pulled through by the grace of God and I'm just thankful for him keeping her. Um, but I recently took her to a appointment with her primary care who I've been bumping heads with, um, because of what I've learned about the, the whole coercion, the, the, the virus, how it works, the treatments that they've refused to give people. And this last appointment there was a palpable coldness and anger yep. with him yep. against me. Yep. 
it was like he was tense. He didn't, he was short and cold. And I was thinking to myself, even when I went, when we were going there, that I got to find her another doctor. And that just made me so angry because she's, the stage of her life she's in now, those kind of changes with familiarity are going to be hard. Yep. But I don't believe at all he has her best interest in mind anymore. Not, not at all. And that's really sad and it, and it makes me angry at the same time but I'm thankful that um, my eyes are open and I'm trying to just strategize the next steps because if she gets sick or goes in the hospital again I just don't I don't have any faith that they'll take care of her I agree and, um, with you I agree with you totally Romel and you know but that's this is probably a subject for another um, another program relative to as what I stated earlier. Make sure that our older people and our children have advocates when they go to the hospital, because they are the number one targets for all of these experimentations. We already know the facts on Rendisavir. We already know that the facts are ugly and they have been out way before COVID. We know this. We know that it has a capacity for shutting down the kidneys and impacting um, their vital organs. We know that. We, we, we know that it never should have been employed in the first place. And we know it came from the same place that the other COVID protocols are coming from. Um, in a situation like your mom. They want to kill off old people because they just, old people are for them useless eaters, as the Marxist system puts it. And so we have to advocate for them. And that's what you're going to have to do. And I want you guys to think about this while you're listening to me. The doctors who have now been uh, chained by the uh, policy of Newsom, they're fearing the loss of their jobs. They're fearing the loss of their jobs. And so when a when a when a patient comes in with an advocate like you or Mel and you're smart enough to ask them the right questions and you can challenge them on things, they can't talk to you. Uh, a lot of our members, you know, that at Grace are, are given great insight now and they go back because I ask them to do it. I say, go back and talk to your doctor. <clears throat> ask your doctor what he understands about the data. Ask your doctor what he understands about <clears throat> the uh, pharma data, uh, big pharma in terms of uh, how they did the trials. Ask your do- doctor what are the side effects of the vaccines. And almost to a man, the, the doctors don't even want to have that conversation with their patients. Now, a doctor should know what the side effects of vaccines are. A doctor should know what the trials really say. They should not be recommending anything to the patient without having this knowledge. But you see what's going to happen if you go in there informed as you are and as others, you're going to really put that doctor on his heels. And yes, this is what I meant by institutional psychopathy. They are now almost humanless beings interacting with human beings in ways that are non-human. This is why we're moving into that dimension of top-down transhumanistic control over humanity. They really want to ultimately wipe out doctors and replace them largely uh, with robots. And you'll hear that over the next four or five years as well. Uh, Ramel, I'll give you the last word unless you're done, my brother. Um, Yeah, I was going to say the, the remdesivir thing that was a huge eye opener and he actually to my face said he had no idea that it had that kind of effect on um your renal system right mom's dentist even knew this <laughs> he knew it didn't he 
<laughs> and he's like, yeah, I've been, he gave that to your mom. They gave that to your mom. That stuff kills you. Yep. And her primary care couldn't said he didn't know, but I think he did. And he's just, yep. like you said, yep. his hands are tied and he can't say anything. Sad. Yeah, it is. And I want to encourage you right along with the rest of us to not be a victim like our the the the, uh, the letter that I, I read to us. You know, those two sisters, they looked at it all the way to the end. It, you know, with mom, we still have her. Uh, that's not the case with a lot of our, our family members. We know they lost their loved ones to this protocol, but we still have mom. So we're thankful. But what we're not going to do is be passive. We're going to stand for what's right. We're going to be informed. We're going to challenge our physicians. We're not going to let them just uh, be as it was in the days of Hitler, where the physicians would simply say, I was just doing what I was told. Bless you, my brother. Got to let you go. When I come back, we'll pick up with Jackie on line two, then um, <clears throat> uh, Wendy on line four, and then Robert on line one. One line open, one 888 The most dangerous person on the planet is the person that knows truth. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Yes, the time is 619 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. One line open, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One line open if you want to join the conversation. If you have some experience, some insight, love to hear from you on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Trying to keep the airwaves free, trying to keep freedom of speech on tap, trying to keep uh, our faith dipped in the water of divine truth so that it can be vital and strong, particularly up against hostilities that are formidable in terms of their uh, their reach and control over our world and our institutions. It's just a sad day when you got to fight with your uh, medical institutions to get them to stay honest and be right. But that's what you have to do. This is what it means to be free people. It means holding everybody accountable for doing the right thing for the right reason. It doesn't matter who you are. Let's go to line number one and talk with Jackie. Jackie, are you there? Um, hi, PJ. Can you hear me? I know I can hear you. I can hear you. What's your thoughts? What's going on? Okay, so I just wanted to share with your listeners that uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s best-selling book, The Real Anthony Fauci, is uh, now a full-length feature documentary, and it exposes big pharma, big tech, and big government. Uh, beginning October 18th, you can watch it for free for 10 days on their website, which is therealanthonyfaucimovie.com. So I just wanted to share that with the listeners. No, that's big. Uh, no, I saw that at the uh, Children's Health Defense uh, website. I'm so um, <clears throat> I'm very thankful for him. He's taken a lot of hits for uh, loving on human beings, particularly our um, our children uh, with with all kinds of uh, vaccine injuries, as you know. Um, just so much. And, and uh, he, he's standing his ground. Uh, the book, The Real Anthony Fauci, was a bestseller for a long, long time because it has information and data that cannot be disproved. No one has been able to stand up and disprove it. In fact, the people on the left are basically saying shut up because the more people read The Real Anthony Fauci, they see how far back he goes in the medical industry with the uh, promotion of vaccines and harming uh harming people uh to boot and so yeah that's gonna be great eight october 18 <clears throat> uh 
um, they'll be able to catch it at. Uh, and what would be what would be the name of that that uh, presentation? Uh, is that Anthony Fauci? Uh, what is that? Is that um, what is that? Are you still there, Jackie? Yes, I'm here. So the website is therealanthonyfauciemovie.com. Yeah, the real Anthony Fauci movie.com. Uh, October 18th, which is eight days from now, that'll be a Tuesday. Um, I'm looking forward to watching it, and then maybe the week following, we can have a conversation about it or something of that nature. But uh, certainly, certainly, we've we've got to be able to hold these people accountable. And if we can't hold them accountable, we have to be accountable for knowing the facts for ourselves. Anything else you want to say, young lady? Anyone who wants to join us in the fight uh, can email me at bayarea.against.mandates at gmail.com or find me at GBC on Sundays. That's all. Absolutely. And again, one more time, uh, Bay Area, what's that now? Fight against what? Sure, it's bayarea.against.mandates at gmail.com. So right now we don't have a website, but hopefully David can get that going pretty soon. He will. He will. Um, And it's very important work. And um, you just keep up the good work, young lady. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, PJ. Good night. All right. Good night. Let's go to line number four and talk with Wendy from Union City. Wendy on line number four. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Wendy. How are you? Good, good. I just want to thank you, Pastor, for speaking up. Because right now, the question I have is like, you know, um, I think after I kind of uh, I want to know, like, how do I get more churches involved in civil government? Because, you know, there's politics everywhere. There's even church politics. You know, there's politics in institutions. But Agreed. right now, just a lot of churches are turning the other way, and especially with Prop 1, Proposition 1, and medical freedom. Yep. Um, I am an uh, immigrant from Asia. And, yep. um, and you know how, like, there's a doctor in, uh, in the communist regime, that Dr. Li Wenliang, that basically he was, Couple of you rec- reprimanded because he sent on a private WeChat to tell people about this new, you know, uh, pneumonia, like in December 20, 2019. And I can see that we're going down that road. And I just want to know how do I get more Christians involved? Because one thing is that, you know, as Christians, we all know that uh, Jesus is the only way, yet God never forced anyone to believe in Jesus. So my, my questions to these Christians are, even to anybody, even if this injection gives you eternal life, but if you don't have the freedom to choose, isn't that tyranny? So I just want to see if more uh, church leaders can wake up and get, you know, uh, more leaders involved because they, you know, our civil government leaders in there, they want us to uh, have separation of church and state. Yeah, there's no separation of state and church. I agree with you. So how, how, I agree with you, Wendy. Your logic is is uh, superb. Let me let's walk through it a little bit because I can hear your frustration. Um, we're we're teaching in our Tuesday night class what is called righteous anger, how to manage your righteous anger through um, imprecatory prayers, and 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 I can hear your anger, and it's beautiful. I, I wish I had. I wish I could have a show. A Monday show where all I have are my brothers and sisters from China or from Israel. That's a dirty little secret or and from um, from uh, the previous uh, Soviet Union, Russia or from uh, Hitler's Germany. We have them in our congregation. All these people see everything that we see, Wendy. 
They all see it. And and they've told me, I'd love to have a show with them, uh, and especially with people from China who actually know how the political structures and, uh, and intrusion works at a propaganda level, at a technological level, <clears throat> Uh, and then and then at a bullying level where it bullies down the citizens to keep them quiet. You know, that's the case. And I do, too. And that's what's happening here in America right now. Before our face, Americans are not strong. Not all of them. Uh, Americans are not clear on their identity. They don't realize that they were born into a freedom for which they should be fighting They don't realize that they have privileges and benefits for which they should be protecting. They don't realize that they're ordained by God to speak truth into every sphere of life in order that men and women might know the blessings of God. And they don't understand that our politics was rooted in going all the way back to the founding of our nation, the Constitution and and everything else even the Bill of Rights that have kind of taken us down a wrong path of late. But all of that was done with the presence of theologians, with the presence of pastors to make sure that our laws operated out of a Judeo-Christian jurisprudence in order that we might have just laws that protect us and not tyrannical laws that actually take away our protections and take our take away our rights. Um, The doctrine of separation of church and state was simply that we didn't want to create a theocracy where we're being governed by a kind of false conflation of governance, as it was in Europe with uh, King George III being a tyrannical king, and then also the papacy being the state uh, sanctioned religion, or even as it was for Protestantism, the um, Anglican Church and others being state sanctioned so that they would punish Christians like uh, like uh, John Bunyan for preaching the gospel who had to go to jail and stay in jail like many, many people did. So I understand what our founding fathers were doing, but what what's taking place today is a separation of church and state at the level of removing a significant role on the part of Christians. And I'm going to be sending out uh, to my uh, email group tonight, John MacArthur's presentation. You can go online and get it. John MacArthur. Uh, presentation, When the Church Should Speak to the State. It came out recently, did a message on how the church, as I've been teaching for years, should be a prophetic voice speaking into the conscience of society at the highest levels of government to make sure the government does not go rogue and become the beast that the Bible warns about, which has been the history of our world since the fall of mankind. Um, We are supposed to be prophetic. That means we're supposed to bear truth upon every decision that our government makes to make sure that it squares with God. Since government was made for God, it was made to honor God. It was made to follow God's rule. The purpose of secular government is to reward good and punish evil. The role of government is not to do whatever it wants in the lives of society. And when the church does not stand up and preach this, it means that the church has been led into captivity too. That's why you don't hear their voice. The church is no longer being prophetic like it's called to be. 
It can be priestly, but if we're not prophetic, then we're not calling men and women to stand up for right things for the good of our family, for the good of our youth, for the good of our children, for the good of the babies in the womb. And we will be able to blame the church significantly for a failure to do what God said plainly to Ezekiel in Ezekiel 3, 18 and 33. Son of man, at what time I tell you to warn the people? Blow the trumpet and tell them that the enemy is coming and let them know if they do not heed you, their blood is on their own hands. That's what you were saying, Wendy. If they listen to you, you have turned them away from my judgment. And that's where we are in our culture. Our churches are mute. They're dead in many ways. Sleeping dogs, loving to sleep. Uh, not concerned about warning people from the present judgment. I will. It's 630. We're good. Uh, warning people about the present judgment. That's the role of the church. It's supposed to make people uncomfortable. That's what we're supposed to do. But we're certainly to get involved in policies in order to help our society thrive. Not 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 quell our society, but cause our societies to thrive. So thank you for your concern, Wendy. All we can do is pray and hope to talk to other people about it. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Two lines open, one 367 We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We indeed are back. Let's go to line one and talk with Robert in San Mateo. Robert, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Pastor How can we help you? Uh, it's nice to uh, hear you speak the truth, and, and I just wanted to call and say I appreciate you. I was looking for the Raiders game, actually, on the radio, and I came across you, and I, I know a couple family members um, are with you, and I just said, okay, I'm going to listen to this. And it's I just really appreciate God gives you the power to tell the truth and speak, to, speak wisdom and knowledge. And today's proverb, um, chapter 10, today's the 10th. I always like to read the day of this, the chapter. Sure. 20, the tongue of the righteous is choice silver. And I'm like, oh, you are on today. I appreciate that. Is this your first time listening? Uh, I think a couple times. I've, I've heard a couple times I was in the car, I couldn't call. But uh, okay. I just, I also want to say a, a special prayer for Romel and his mother. And I just, yes. next time Romel has to deal with the, uh, the hospital, I would love for him to say a special prayer little prayer for that doctor he's about to engage with that doctor doc can open up that doctor's mind and and allow him to do his job and then just you know have a good happy experience at the hospital instead of a typical oh i'm only in it for me and i just want to make some money next and and you like you're in and out burger I agree. I agree. Thank you for that, too, man. And you're trying to listen to the uh, for the uh, Raiders report for uh, our 49ers. Uh, no, the Raiders are playing on Monday night against the Chiefs. And I just was uh, trying to find them on the radio because I don't have oh, a cable. I, and I, I, I came I, across I, your station and I'm like, oh, Pastor Jess is awesome. So I was listening. And I just <laughs> I really do appreciate you. And um, I, I love what you're doing. And then, you know, today's another another. Um, Another line in today's chapter 10 is, uh, there's another one here. Oh, uh, the mouth, uh, 31, 1031, the mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom. That's another one that reminds me of you. 
Amen. Thank you, Robert. Have a blessed day, my brother. Have a blessed, blessed day. Let me. Uh, oh, yeah. By the way, the lines are open. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. I don't think I have anybody else on the line. So I'm definitely willing to take you guys for a call or two. Um, I definitely do want to. Um, uh, definitely. I definitely do want to um, get to John MacArthur's letter. I, I'm going to try to pull that up uh, during the break and maybe read it as the <clears throat> last segment uh, in our program. It is a lengthy letter, but it certainly is. Uh, I got it right here, too. It certainly is very important to read. And I, I have I was doing some walking and I actually um, listened to his presentation, uh, underscoring what I've been saying to you guys for years, and particularly at Grace. I've been having to try to help our church at Grace overcome what Sister Wendy is uh, is uh, is concerned about: uh, churches being uh, uh, sleeping dogs. And, uh, <clears throat> and and listen to Isaiah chapter fifty six verse ten concerning the watchman. And that's why I say. Whether you're a, a politician or a uh, a physician or a pastor, a preacher, um, you have good preachers and you have bad preachers, and, and and the standard is the word of God. And if a doctor prescribes a medicine that does not correspond to your illness, that doctor is not a good doctor. If the politician makes policies that inhibit your capacity for thriving, that politician is not a good politician. If a preacher says, smile, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life, but doesn't warn you about the captivity coming, that preacher is not a good preacher. If that preacher is there just to make you feel good, he is not a good preacher. He's not God's servant. Listen to what Isaiah 56, 10 says. His watchmen are blind. They're all ignorant. They're all dumb dogs. Now, dogs not supposed to be dumb, not the ones that are called to watch. That means mute, not willing to speak up. They cannot bark. They sleep, lying down, and they love to sleep. In other words, this here is a, a, a pitiful attribution of the character of the preacher, He actually loves not seeing what's really going on. Yea, they are greedy dogs, and that's the problem. Greedy dogs, which can never have enough. And they are shepherds that do not understand. They all look to their own way. Everyone for his gain. From his quarter. Isaiah lays it out. Now, Isaiah was a true preacher. He says, they say, come, say, let us fetch wine and let us fill ourselves with strong drink. And tomorrow will be as today and much more abundant. In other words, they don't live for suffering for the glory of God. They live for the lust of the flesh. If that means not telling you the truth about what's going on in your nation, politically and socially and ideologically and and, 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 in every other way, it's because they're greedy dogs. Now, remember what I said to you, greedy meaning loving the wages of unrighteousness like Balaam. They're just in it for the money. Remember what I said, follow the what? Follow the money. You go to the hospital, they tag you with COVID, you got a little congestion in your chest. They don't know what's going on with you. They don't understand thrombosis. They don't understand blood clotting because they've been told don't go down that path. 
Don't don't use hydroxychloroquine because hydroxychloroquine knows how to get at the respiratory problems. Don't use ivermectin because ivermectin knows how to get directly at the respiratory problems. You will have your patients up and ready to leave the hospital in 24 hours if you use that stuff and you'll never get a chance to uh, get paid for tagging them with COVID. $3,000 to $9,000. You will never get paid up to $15,000 for a protocol of ivermectin. You will never get paid anywhere from thirty dollars to $100,000 for putting them on a ventilator. And if you allow them to die on the ventilator, you get up to $500,000 per person. This is not new. We talked about this a year and a half ago. Now think about the evil incentive of people dying in that hospital or that clinic or that miserly, greedy dog physician, uh, head physician, male or female, the kind of money they make, like they did with the phony PCR testing. The phony PCR testing. Tons of money was made. A lot of this was about money, but much more at the top. They know what this is about. It's about controlling populations. Get rid of the weak and vulnerable. Get rid of old people. Your Bible been teaching this for a long time. The extermination of the Jewish people by Pharaoh in, in Exodus chapter 2. And I've asked the question, what kind of churches are we? Are we midwife churches that fear God and are about the business of producing life? Or are we part of those uh, Hitlerian doctors who said, I'm just doing what, what my boss told me to do if the medicine doesn't work if it kills people. I, well, you know, I'm, me see no evil, hear no evil, say no evil. <clears throat> but the reality is they know, ladies and gentlemen, and they will suffer the consequences. Politicians, preachers, and physicians will suffer the consequences of not telling the truth. Now, let me start with this letter because I'm going to end up reading it through our next segment, too. This is Brother John MacArthur blowing the trumpet. He's talking to Governor Gavin Newsom. I've got about a minute before I take a break and then I'll come back. Sir, Almighty God says in his word, he's talking to Gavin Newsom. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any nation. Scripture also teaches that it is the chief duty of any civic leader to reward those who do well and punish evildoers. You have not only failed in that responsibility, you have routinely turned it on its head, rewarding evildoers and punishing the righteous. This is where I could stop and really talk about how every uh, naive and ignorant pastor who says, just obey your government, obey your government, do what they says, doesn't understand their Bible. The word of God pronounces judgment on those who call evil good and good evil, Isaiah 520. And yet many of your policies reflect Reflect this unholy, upside-down view of honor and morality. The diabolical effects of your worldview are evident in the statistic of California's in, uh, epidemic of crime, homelessness, sexual perversion, homosexuality, transgenderism, and other malignant expressions of human misery that stem directly from corrupt policy. I don't need to itemize or elaborate on many immoral decisions you have perpetrated against God and the people of our state, which have only exacerbated these problems. Nevertheless, my goal in writing is not my goal in writing is not to contend with your politics, but rather to plead with you to hear and heed what the word of God says to men in your position. 
This is John MacArthur standing up and barking like a real watchman should do. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we're back. I'm going to continue reading this open letter by Dr. John MacArthur of Grace uh, Community Church down in Van Nuys, California. He is bold enough to be a model for many of us. And uh, there are not many of us um, existing uh, as pastors who have uh, been as uh, used as God has used him. And one of the reasons is because John will tell people hard truth that they don't like to hear. I continue what he says to Gavin Newsom in an open letter. Let all kings bow down before him. All nations serve him. Psalm 72, 11. He who rules over men must be just ruling in the fear of God. And he will be like the light that rises up in the morning, like the noonday sun that shines in the midday. I've talked about this before. The quality of leaders, whether public leaders or pulpit leaders, ought to be men of righteousness. And we have failed in that area in tons of ways. It's an abomination for kings to commit wicked acts, for a throne is established in righteousness, Proverbs 16, 12. What God says to Cyrus is a truth you should take to heart, uh, uh, Mr. Newsom. I am the Lord and there is no other beside me. There is no God. I will gird you, though you have not known me, that men may know from the rising of the sun to the setting thereof that there is no one beside me. I am the Lord. And there is no other. In mid-September, you revealed to the entire nation how thoroughly rebellious against God you are when you sponsored billboards across America promoting the slaughter of children whom he created in the womb. And then he quotes Psalm 139, 13 through 16. You know it well. And then Isaiah 45, 9 through 12. You further compounded the wickedness of that murderous campaign with a reprehensible act of gross blasphemy, quoting the very words of Jesus from Mark 12, 31, which says, love your neighbor as yourself. As if you could somehow twist his meaning and arrogate his name in favor of butchering unborn infants. You use the name and words of Christ to promote the credo of Moloch, Leviticus 20, verses 1 through 5, which God says, if anyone offers their child up to the fire, they will die. And if anyone turns their eyes away from the one that is offering up the child to Moloch, he will be stoned too. In other words, we are all called to be our brother's keeper. Uh, John MacArthur goes on to say, it would be hard to imagine a greater sacrilege. Furthermore, you chose words from the lips of Jesus without admitting that in the same moment he gave the greatest commandment, and that is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. In other words, Gavin Newsom engaged in the same tactic false prophets always do, taking one Bible verse out of context without mentioning that it's connected to other Bible verses In the same context, you heard all through this COVID thing, love your neighbor as yourself, put a mask on, double mask, get the vaccine if you love your neighbor. But what about the previous portion of that verse? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, soul and strength. Love the Lord your God with all of your mind, heart, soul and strength. That means love truth. Do not live by lies. You can't love your neighbor if you don't love God, ultimately. 
I love the way John put it. And here's what he also said. John said in Psalm 50, verse 16 through 19, speaks to the people who pervert the word of God for their own sinful ends. But to the wicked, God says, what have you to do with my statutes and to take my covenant in your mouth? For you hate correction and you cast my words behind your back. Sounds like church folk. When you see a thief, you are pleased with him and you associate with adulterers and you let your mouth loose in evil and you uh, harness your tongue for deceit. He says, my concern, Governor Newsom, is that your own soul lies in grave eternal peril. Each one of us will give an account of himself to God. One day, not very long from now, you will face that eternity. Neither, nothing is more certain. It is appointed for men once to die. And after this comes the judgment. You will stand in the presence of holy God who created you, who is your judge. And he will demand that you give an account for how you have flaunted his authority in your governing and how you have twisted his own holy word to rationalize it. As you look over the precipice into eternity, what will your, what will your answer be? When you look ahead of you and see that nothing awaits you but eternal misery, the just punishment of your sins, what will all the clever rationalization and political talking points avail you then, sir? And by then it will be too late for any remedy of redemption. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of a living God. My plea to you, sir, is that you would not let it come to that, that you would not go to that day of judgment apart from receiving forgiveness of sins and righteousness through faith in Christ alone. After rebuking the wicked for uttering God's word, lest the scripture goes on to say, now consider this, you who forget God, lest he tear you into pieces and there will be none to deliver you. He who offers sacrifice of thanksgiving glorifies me and he who orders his ways aright, I will show the salvation of my God. So there is salvation for those who repent. Christ purchased full redemption for all who will turn from their wickedness, forsake their evil thoughts and actions, and trust fully in him. Our church and countless Christian nations are praying for your full repentance. Please respond to the gospel. Forsake the path of wickedness you have pursued all your life. Turn to Christ. Ask for forgiveness and use your office to advance the cause of righteousness, which is your duty instead of undermining it, which has been your pattern. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord for he will have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Governor Newsom, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. John MacArthur is a faithful servant of God in this cause. We should have more. Our nation would be turned around if we did, but we don't. And it's something to be repented of and prayed for. Well, we only got about a minute left. And whenever you hear the music, we will be clearing off the air. But I am honored to have spoken in the words of Mr. John MacArthur to the audience that's listening. God can take this word anywhere he wants to. He can make anyone hear it. But this is what our leaders need to hear. They used to go to churches where this was preached. One minute. 
churches are no longer preaching these things. It's full of entertainment. It's full of foolishness. They're sleeping dogs, loving to slumber, loving to sleep. Can you imagine that John's almost 80 something years old and still compelled to be a model for many of us? This is really a sad day that we live in where the truth is not boldly proclaimed in love. As I've said it before, the reason they don't preach it is because they don't believe it. Don't you fool yourself. Not a problem. Uh, Just you can pop the music up. If we're done, we're good. That's all you have to do. I know how this works. So I do want to thank you guys for listening. Um, We we love to chat with you guys. Um, Until next time, you're welcome to join us in our Tuesday Bible study. Grace Bible Church in Hayward, 630 Tuesdays, 630 Fridays, 10 10 o'clock on, 1030 on Sundays. We'd be getting at it, trying to love the Lord, love God's people and tell the truth as it is in Christ. Until next time, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord calls his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. The Lord give you his peace. expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com.